Hello, hello, hello. This is James Crisofulli, your host for NBN Weekly Recap Podcast. Welcome back for another week. Um, it's another busy one. Today, I don't have Ryan with me, so I'll just be going through the week's events on my own here, but um, a lot happened, so let's get right to it. The the uh, Mueller um, special counsel came out with a report on Paul Manafort, um, and it details all of the crimes that he's committed over his past years, um, including bank fraud and tax fraud, a lot of different financial crimes. Um, the special counsel recommended that the uh, Trump's former campaign chairman, Manafort, should uh, get 19.5 to 24.5 years in prison um, for those eight different financial crimes. Um, and this whole sentencing memo that they came out with really outlines a lot of the crimes that they say he's committed. And it's very harsh in terms of not saying that um, his age, he man afforded 69, they say that that shouldn't factor at all into the sentencing um, and that he should get a very harsh sentencing. And so this is coming after Manafort had um, been found to be lying to the special counsel. At first, he was uh, thought to be cooperating, and then they found out that he had lied to them. So this is kind of a crackdown on him um, and really details a lot of the, the things that he's done, not just in as Trump's campaign chairman, but um, in his years trying to evade tax laws and um, doing different financial schemes all across the, the world. Um, next, the uh, Pope defrocked um, a cardinal, Cardinal uh, T- Theodore McCarrick. Uh, you don't get to hear the word defrock very often, but essentially um, he expelled this cardinal from the church for sexual abuse. Um, he, they found him guilty of solicitation in the sacrament of confession and sins against the sixth commandment with minors and with adults with the aggravating factor of the abuse of power. That came from a statement from the Vatican. Um, so there's no possibility for appeal for this. McCarrick is 88 years old and he will never be able to come back into the church. Um, but this, this defrocking happened after a, a full investigation. Um, and they found evidence that he had in fact, uh, molested a, a minor, um, an altar boy, uh, about 25 years ago. And then, um, other people came forward with stories about this same Cardinal. So, um, it's the the first time I believe that the Vatican has defrocked a a cardinal, um, such a high ranking um, member of the church. So this is really unprecedented, unprecedented, and uh, another step in this whole long, long winded scandal of sexual abuse in the church, Catholic Church. Um, so next, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, uh, we just found out, actually has sat down with the special counsel Robert Mueller. Um, she interviewed with Mueller around the same time that a lot of other uh, Trump officials and, and close Trump aides uh, interviewed with with him, um, including John Kelly and Hope Hicks and Sean Spicer. They've all talked to the, the special counsel. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. We we don't have her testimony here. It was a closed door interview. Um but she has you know, obviously de- tried to defend and stick by the president this entire time. Um, and so we'll see what comes out with her, uh, what happened with her interview. Um, big news with El Chapo. He was convicted on all 10 uh, crimes that he committed, um, criminal drug, drug charges. And he has not been sentenced yet, but he was convicted on all counts. So that was major news. Um 
This was in uh, the district court in uh, New York, I believe. Um, but he's going to be sentenced in June. Uh, and he was found guilty of drug trafficking, weapons violations, and operating a continue, uh, continuing criminal enterprise. Um, and all of those will most likely be uh, add up to be more than a life sentence in prison. So um, that won't be a concern, although he has twice before escaped from prison. So they're going to be sure to lock him up in maximum security. Um, but yeah, this was a big uh, blow to the drug cartels. Um, but a lot of people are also saying that, you know, these these cartels don't operate uh, so hierarchically and where, you know, you take out the leader and they will completely collapse. There's already been an, a, a new um, leader taking uh, Guzman's place. El Trapo's actual name is um, Joaquin Guzman. So, um, yeah, so it's not necessarily, you know, uh, the most consequential um, takedown of the criminal drug trafficking system, but um, he ha has committed a lot of atrocious crimes and deserves um, to go to prison. Next, Amy Klobuchar, senator from Minnesota, has announced that she will be running for president in 2020. Another Democratic candidate. Yay. Um, we've all been waiting. But no, she announced in uh, a blizzard in Minnesota, <laughs> showing her... her um, toughness as a, as a Minnesota senator. And, um, she's a lot of, a lot of what she was saying during her announcement was about how she is sort of unique in this field of democratic candidates because she comes from the Midwest and represents sort of, you know, a, a breed of Americans that the heartland Americans that a lot of other, um, democratic candidates in 2020 can't really claim to represent or know very well. Um, so she's already started campaigning and she's, she went to Wisconsin this weekend. Um, and that's kind of, we're getting a little bit of a glimpse into what her message will be for 2020. Next, obviously probably the biggest news of the week, president Trump declared a national emergency, um, at the border, uh, and saying that the influx of illegal immigrants into the nation qualifies as a national emergency and that, that will allow him to allocate $8 billion in funding to uh, build his border wall. Um, this, this declaration uh, of a national emergency will certainly face many legal challenges. Um, we are already seeing that happening. Um, California's governor, uh, Gavin Newsom, says he will uh, sue on behalf of the state. The ACLU is saying they will sue. Um, and there's a lot of grounds that they can do that on. But uh, as of now, the Congress passed a law or uh, passed a, a budget saying that um, allocating about $1 billion to um, expand existing border, uh, border um, fencing. But uh, and, and Trump will sign that bill. That was a bipartisan bill. But then in addition to that, that funding and that bill, he will also allocate um another 8 million, not in, in new money, but from other places in the national budget, which will most likely come from military construction and military projects. Um, and a, there's a lot of controversy over that as well, because a lot of uh, Republican senators from states where there are, are those military construction projects, um, which are costing a lot of, a lot of money, um, they want that money to be used towards their projects in their states. 
So there, we're already seeing some sort of um, divisions within the Republican Party on this declaration of national emergency, um, which a lot of people have been saying is is controversial because um, this was supposed to be sort of a, a unifying Republican message, but a lot of now divisions are emerging within the party. So, um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> we we see the Democrats. Obviously, there's they're. they're I, I think now counting on these legal challenges, um, they, they can't really do much to actually – the executive has you know unilateral power in this, this realm. So they're going to definitely bring a, a lot of legal challenges um, and try and you know sh- demonstrate that this is not something that the American people want and have called for. The American people blamed Trump for the tr- shutdown. They, they, the majority of the American people don't think this is an emergency. They don't want a wall. So um, they're going to try and play that strategy. But at the end of the day, President Trump has this authority and um, we'll see whether or not he legally has that authority um, with the upcoming court challenges. A new attorney general was sworn in on Thursday, uh, William Barr. He has been uh, attorney general in the past, but he is now the new attorney general after Matthew Whitaker um, did not work out. Uh, So he will be in a very important position now because he has control over who gets access to and can see the Mueller report. Um, Obviously, the attorney general has a lot of important responsibilities, but this is one that a lot of people have their eye on. Because Barr has been a uh, staunch proponent of executive power um, and executive authority, so um, Barr is in a, in that position and could you know <laughs> face a lot of blowback if he decides to you know not make the Mueller uh, report public. So um, he will have that authority. But now, yeah, he he just got sworn in. So um, a lot of people think you know he's more of a establishment uh, um, Republican conservative candidate um, for attorney general. And so he will be less controversial than a, than a Whitaker or someone else that Trump could have appointed. Um, and he has served in, in the past, I believe, under the Bush administration. So um, potentially, you know, not not um, super <laughs> controversial, but uh, we'll see where this goes with the with the Mueller report. Next, uh, Mike Pence visited Germany over this week um, and uh, provoked a lot of controversy because uh, he (laughs) made his introduction. He said, I bring you greetings from the 45th president of the United States, President Donald Trump, to a crowd of Europeans and delegates all over from all over the world. And silence. (laughs) You'd expect applause or or. Yeah, I, I mean, some sort of greet uh, response, but he was greeted with silence. Um, he's also been excoriating a lot of Europeans for um, not backing the U.S. on their Iran sanctions, and the Europeans did not respond very well to that. Um, and President Merkel, Angela Merkel, Angela Merkel, um was was there and and Macron could not make it, but Mer- Merkel was there and she gave a speech, but um, sort of underwhelming in her retaliation. Um, she didn't r- directly call out the the U.S. or um, you know make any threats or or, or callbacks. So um, it was more 
her and the the delegate from China both just spoke about uh, the need for global trade and global networks and um, and kind of more symbolically combating the America first message. And finally, final piece of big news, Amazon, oh, as always, it's in the news. Um, it is <laughs> not going to be opening a headquarters in New York City. So it announced plans a while back to open up um, two new headquarters in New York City and Washington, D.C., or just outside of D.C., and now it won't be opening the one in New York City because, um, or its stated reason is that it, it felt pressure from politicians um, regarding the tax breaks it would be getting. And it would be getting a lot of them, um, over, I, I believe, $2.8 billion in tax breaks. Um, and uh, that would result for Amazon in $27 billion in tax revenue. Um, so... That was that was what they were the, the deal that Amazon was getting, but I but they were saying that politicians in the state of New York and New York City were pressuring them not to take these tax breaks and trying to, trying to negotiate with them. So Amazon just said screw it and left. Um, and Mayor Bill De Blasio of New York City and Governor Cuomo, who had worked really really hard and negotiated and um, tried to appease Amazon as much as possible, are now both furious. Um, and uh, de Blasio said that it was an instance of, uh, I believe, corporate uh, an abuse of corporate power. So, um, yeah, Amazon, again, not making a good name for itself in the news. So in, in that sense, it's a week like any other. Um, but, yeah, uh, that's that's what's going on this week. Um, and stay updated. A lot of these stories, again, are ongoing. Um, and, uh, yeah, so... Thanks for joining us um, or joining me this time. Sorry about that this week. Ryan couldn't make it, but next week hopefully I'll have another guest, whether it's him or someone else. Um, But yeah, read the weekly recap article. Um, Thanks for listening and I'll see you back next week.